your work week is over. The plan called and said if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four day weekend. This is the last word. The off season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome into the last word here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. We're coming at you every week this offseason. Talking Colts and a couple more things. We do that with the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, every week. How hey, are we Tay, doing, Jeff Rowe? Give me something. Uh, first week, I know we got the Pro Bowl games. Gosh. we got a flag football game coming up on Sunday. But this is the first time we don't have NFL football since... What, early September, yeah, since around Labor Day. Well, I mean, we're watching pregames. I, mean, I, I know you're calling games, them. Yeah, you're right. What I call it, pregame. There's a, there's a void here. There's a void. Let's go. It's going to be fun. We got Pro Bowl stuff coming up we're going to talk to you about. We're going to talk to Super Bowl, obviously. We're talking to Tyler Dragon today, yeah. who covers the NFL and other things for USA Today. I love Tyler's work. I think you will, too. Maytay, I like this because we've done this. If you go back in your log, we have played this game on the last word. For many years. Yes, we have. It may be seven. <laughs> I mean, it could be eight years old. Fact or fiction's coming at you right before the Super Bowl. Okay. All right, you ready for it? Lay it on me. Here's how it is. Fact or fiction, I'm going to discuss some bold statements with the voice of the Colts, and you're going to say, hey, are these fact or uh, are these fiction? A nice golden chalice? <laughs> or is this horse crap? That's what we should have called it. You ready to roll? <laughs> Describes this show perfectly. Let's go. Colts have 13 unrestricted free agents coming up in March, okay? Uh-huh. That's a bold fact right there. I mean, that is something you're looking at. Unrestricted free agents, 13 coming up in March. But the player they should prioritize bringing back the most is Michael Pittman Jr. May take fact or fiction. That's probably fact. We talked about it last week on your free agent list. You've got some heavy hitters, wait, right? Wait, You've got wait, your wait, backup wait. quarterback. Yeah, probably and fact don't go together. <laughs> Prob- All right, I'm saying fact. Okay, fact. It probably is. fact. All right, All right, fact or fiction, you're going with fact. Why? I mean, you hear it all the time, the debate over Michael Pittman Jr. Is he a number one wide receiver? Is he a deep threat? All I know is he's a damn good football player. He's a really good receiver. It would be great for this team to have him. Where would this offense be? Where would it have been last year without Michael Pittman Jr. and his 109 catches? And he does everything you want. He blocks. He catches. He's tough. He's great in the running game. So when it comes to the success of this offense next year with a young quarterback, I think you need as many complimentary pieces as possible Chris Ballard said it, wide receiver contracts are kind of like gas prices, right? If the price of gas is $4, mm-hmm. what are you going to do, right? That, that's just what you got to do. You got to pay it. Obviously, that's an oversimplification of things when it comes to Michael Pittman Jr. in, in free agency, but prioritizing him makes a lot of sense if you can find that uh, reasonable sweet spot in free agency. Okay, reasonable sweet spot aside, I'm just saying my, you lose Michael Pittman Jr. in this wide receiver room, you're talking you're relying heavy in free agency, you're relying heavy on the draft for that position. Big pay raise this year, hopefully right here in Indianapolis, and obviously that he fits so well with this offense and with Anthony Richardson. That's a fact. Let's move on. The Houston Texans, Maytay, they are here to stay and will be front runners to win this AFC South in 2024. Is that fact or fiction? Uh, I'm going to split it up. I think they're here to stay, but in terms of them being front runners, I think it's fiction. I'm saying the entire division are front runners next year. And yes, they are the defending champs, but they won the division by one game. 
They won the division by one game over the Colts and the Jaguars. So the arrow is no doubt pointing up for them with C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. And this week we find out that their offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, who interviewed for several head coaching jobs, he's coming back. He's coming back to uh, to remain the offensive coordinator, which is great news for them. But the arrow is also pointing up for the Colts as well with Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson. Uh, I fully expect the Jaguars to rebound. And who knows what the Titans are going to be under Brian Callahan. So my point is, who would have thought the Texans last year would win the division with a rookie quarterback and so many unknowns? A lot of people doubted them uh, during the uh, draft process. I mean, C.J. Stroud was kind of a big question mark sure. going into his rookie campaign, and he certainly kind of squelched all of that uh, doubt. But, you know, the Texans started the year 0-2, and, and they rebounded nicely, and you have to give them a lot of credit. But you know, who would have saw the slide from the Jaguars at the end of the season? This is why the NFL is the best reality TV going because of stories like this. So, no, I don't think that there is a front runner in the division, to be honest with you. We still have free agency. We still have the draft and a lot of personnel acquisition periods coming up. And even then, I don't think we're going to know. Matt, what we're talking about now between Richardson, Shroud, between Will Levis, obviously what Lawrence is going to do. Now they're loaded at the quarterback position all across the AFC South. Right. And you want to implement that for the next 10 years knock on wood hopefully that's the case yeah so the division with maybe the most instability yeah. in short order two years has a lot of stability and a lot of parity and there's going to be some major battles really for the next eight nine years as long as these quarterbacks stay as the franchise qbs and stay healthy of course anthony richardson will be back 2024 may tell you, i know you're looking forward to that so are you colts fans brock purdy one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the nfl Fact or fiction, and you better go with this one. I'm going fact. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's already won no, four playoff games. Nothing wrong in no. his career. Zero nothing. wrong in his career. I mean, he's been in the uh, NFC title game two years in a row. Now he's in a Super Bowl, set a franchise record for passing yards this season. His passer rating this year at 113 was the best in the NFL. And I know he's got great – I mean, here's the knock on him. He's oh, he's on too good of a team. Uh-huh. He's got a great coach. The play caller is elite. Great weapons. Listen, if, if it was that easy, anybody could step in and do it. Hey, how about that? Man? I mean, look at the last two games, last seven minutes of the Packers game, right? Down four, goes six for seven, passing for 49 yards. In the second half against the Lions, down 17, 49ers score 24 straight, uh, 13 out of 16 passing, threw a touchdown, ran four times for about 50 yards. I mean, he's 21-5 and five as a starting quarterback, Jeffrey. What else do you want? Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, too. Say that again, 21-5 and five as a starter. Absolutely. And people are saying, hey, this is a game manager. Hey, this is a guy that's put in a good position with a great offensive mind. In every game, the quarterback is demanded to make four Absolutely. or five game-winning throws, game-winning plays, and he steps up and does that. Go ahead. Win yourself one. See what they say about you <laughs> after that, Purdy. Well done. All right, oh, how about this one? Fact or fiction? Most of America, they're over the Chiefs. Ooh, I, don't I don't know. know. Wait a minute. Is that football-wise, or is that generally off the field with some on-the-field stuff that's uh, Well, you in? tell me. It's, I mean, I'll the, say it's a combination. The Chiefs kind of have this orbit right yeah, now yeah, where yeah. they're, like, picking up things on their way, you know, around the, the sun and their revolution here. I would probably say fact. I mean, listen, I appreciate greatness, mm-hmm. right? I appreciate a dynasty. I get it. But everybody was kind of over the Patriots, right? They made their – their run, I mean, what was it, eight straight AFC championship game appearances. The Chiefs have done that six straight years. They're in the Super Bowl now for the third time in the last four years. But stop bagging on Travis Kelsey. Stop bagging on Taylor Swift. Who cares? Just let people be happy. They seem to be happy. But I think a lot of people were kind of alarmed at how big of uh, 
sore losers they were when they hit some rough patches yeah, late Buffalo in the season. Game. That was kind of eye-opening for me. Right. When it, when adversity struck, they didn't necessarily uh, lose with grace, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's where some people are with the Chiefs. I what, what about you? I, well, Mahomes took a little bit of a back step, but that is pure greatness. It's fun for me watching greatness. That is at the likes of Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, I finally thrown him in that, in well, that conversation. The crazy Matt. thing about Mahomes is he's getting better. Yeah. Getting better in terms of his savviness, his football IQ, which is on full display during this playoff run because he's not putting up marvelous numbers, but more important than anything, when you watch the Chiefs the last couple of games, he's not making mistakes, right. and that's what playoff games come down to. I got him winning another one, Mayte, but we'll talk about that next week. Let's move on. How about this one? Colts Pro Bowlers. Let's talk about it. It's not fact. It's not fiction. They are there. I'm talking about DeForest Buckner, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Kelly is there, and uh, I did see some of it last night on the Pro Bowl games, Ryan Kelly. I uh, went bubkiss on the long snap trying to win points. I mean, didn't hit, he hit the board, which is good, but he didn't hit the he didn't put the football in the hole is what I'm talking about. Right. So, Ryan O, hey, great job out there. I know they got a tug of war and stuff coming up, yeah. and the game will be out there on Sunday, coached by, you know, the Manning brothers on both sides of the ball. That's going to be great. Quentin Nelson, obviously, is another one that will be there. So, you watching any of that? Yeah, I think it's fun. I watched last night. It's good. I mean, the game certainly ran its course for a variety of reasons we don't need to get into. We're all aware of those, but I think this is a nice alternative. They've got their helmets off, right? Yep. It's just them. You can see their face. You can see their personalities. I do think it's a nice alternative, and I think it's only going to continue to grow in terms of popularity. The quarterback dropouts, there were plenty. Gardner Minshew joined C.J. Stroud and Tua Tagovailoa from the AFC. Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Baker Mayfield from the NFC. Uh, only Tagovailoa remains the only quarterback who was initially named to the Pro Bowlers that's still playing. Matthew Stafford, yada, yada. Those guys, obviously, Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes not playing Lamar Jackson either. He was out. So well done, Gardner Minshew. Hopefully you guys will have some fun. Tyler Dragon, folks, from USA Today covers the NFL and does a heck of a job. Is a great guy to talk to to get you ready for the big game. This is The Last Word. We're here 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Matt Taylor, Jeffrey Gorman here on The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Also brought to you by our friends, the Doobie Brothers, apparently. Yeah, so if you like the music tonight, thank you, uh, Jeffrey Gorman. Hey, I mean, nice I, I, I listen there. to this uh, once in a while, you know, and I'm in that <laughs> 70s, easy breezy sort of a... Yacht Rock yeah, review mood, are you? Right there. All right, let's talk some football. One of the greatest names as a journalist I've ever run across, I'm going to say that right out of the great, love it, Tyler Dragon, NFL insider from USA. How are you doing today, Tyler? <laughs> Hey, uh, I, I get that a lot. I, I just hope I live up to the name. You do. Thanks for the compliment. I can tell already you do. Let's have some fun here. Obviously, some uh, coaching changes around the NFL. You were out at Jim Harbaugh's uh, introductory press conference. Overall, with no Mike Vrabel, no Bill Belichick around, who got it right this year? Who got it wrong, maybe? Not so much wrong, but who really did get it right this year in your eyes as far as the new hires go? Yeah, so I'll I'll stay in the West Coast. Obviously, uh, Jim Harbaugh, I think that is uh, definitely the right hire for the L.A. Chargers. They need a guy that can change the culture and create a, a winning franchise for a Chargers team that has never hoisted a Lombardi trophy. And Jim Harbaugh, he's won every single stop in his coaching career. So I think uh, he's an excellent addition for the Chargers. Um, and then I like uh, Antonio Pierce. 
with the Las Vegas Raiders as well. He went up. Uh, Five and four as an interim head coach with the Raiders, kind of uh, righted the ship during a tumultuous uh, season in Las Vegas, and he, uh, he really got the endorsement from their franchise cornerstone pieces. I'm talking about a player like Max Crosby, mm-hmm. talking about uh, Devonte Adams. So when you turn around uh, uh, what what was a rocky season in Las Vegas, and you have the respect. Uh, an admiration of cornerstone pieces and your two best players, then you really have proven that you are the right man for the job. So I think uh, the Raiders got it right and Antonio Pierce as well. All right. That's the Tyler dragon on Twitter X again at the Tyler dragon that covers the NFL for USA today. Shane Steichen, let's say, let's stay close to home here. What's the overall national view of what Shane Steichen did in year one, obviously with a lot of rolling quarterbacks and head coaches in the last couple of years here, steadying the ship. What do you guys like about what Shane Steichen brings to this Colts program? Yeah, you know, uh, he righted the sh- uh, ship as well. You know, it was kind of a, a quarterback carousel when uh, Anthony Richardson went down, but the Colts were still in uh, the playoff hunt, second in the AFC South. And I like how he turned things around in Indianapolis. And I really do think the sky's the limit for a young Colts team with a lot of salary cap uh, room uh, this coming season where they can – try to build out their roster and get some more players in there uh, for Anthony Richardson and kind of build out that defense as well. But 9-8 and eight in the AFC South and almost a playoff first. Mm-hmm. I really liked uh, what they did in 2023. That's Tyler Dragon with us, NFL insider from USA Today. Along with Jeffrey Gorman, I'm Matt Taylor. This is The Last Word on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. And looking ahead a little bit, Tyler, the, the Chiefs, they just keep getting it done, right? They, they've had their speed bumps in the middle of the season, losses to the Bills, uh, a loss to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Those kind of stand out. But yet here they are again in the Super Bowl. What, what do you attribute their uh, turnaround to, if you want to call it that, in terms of them getting their way back into the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes yet again? You, you said it, Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player in football, in my opinion. He's probably going to go down as the best quarterback ever to play he's just that good and the he the team really rallies behind him that in the middle of the season beginning of the season uh, they had some drops issues receivers weren't creating separation they weren't catching uh, passes but Patrick Mahomes would go up in front of the podium every Sunday every yeah. Monday wherever their game was and uh, give his receivers a vote of confidence that he's going to keep on passing them the football keep on going to them and what do you know, the last couple games, they went on the road, and MVS is uh, catching balls. And Rasheed Rice is still mm-hmm. one of the uh, premier rookies in the National Football League. So the receivers now, they're playing better. They're creating a little bit more separation, and they're not having the drops issues. And now you see the Chiefs being a team that could legitimately win the Super Bowl against the 49ers because – he stayed by his receivers and believed in them. Even that offensive line that was having problems, uh, particularly the two tackles with penalties and holdings and false starts and uh, whatnot. So when you have a leader that believes in your team and when, believes in the players and doesn't yell at you and doesn't you know get on you for making mistakes, that's mistakes and encouraging you, then you, 
eventually you're going to get better and you're going to start wanting to play uh, for a quarterback and a head coach like uh, Andy Reid. And then their defense as well. Their defense has been a top five defense all year and led by Chris Jones, and they've really had a solid solid attack, uh, held the Ravens to 10 points. A premier Ravens offense with Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. So I look at the Chiefs as a complete football team, and they don't need their offense to explode. Yeah. But they just need plays here and there, and you have one of the best players in all of football ever and Patrick Mahomes to do that, and especially – I think they're going to uh, do well in the Super Bowl because they have that experience factor as well. You know, meanwhile, Tyler, on the other side of the ball, the other quarterback, Brock Purdy, we were talking about him earlier in the show, and he seems to take so much junk for no reason, Tyler. Where do you stand on the on the Purdy debate in terms of the respect that he does and does not get? So, yeah, I hear that game manager that debate uh, all the time with Brock Purdy. And don't get me wrong, the 49ers have an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the football when you talk about a Christian McCaffrey, a Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Trent Williams on, on the offensive line. But Brock Purdy still has to give those players the football. And the thing that I like about Brock Purdy is he avoids – huge turnovers and costly mistakes. He's like a point guard out there, and that's why he was a, in the front runner to uh, get the MVP trophy before Lamar Jackson kind of ran away with things. And, yes, I mean, it, does he have the biggest arm? No. Does he have the most athleticism? No. But he gets the job done as the point guard of the 49ers offense. Now, will he – Win the the sexiest quarterback competition? No. Is he the fifth best player on the team, top five? Probably not, but he doesn't have to be that. There are a lot of times a quarterback isn't the best player on the team or a, a top five player on the team, but they play. he plays the most important position, has the position with the biggest impact. And the thing that I like about Brock Purdy is he manages – games well and runs Kyle Shanahan's offense at an efficient level and that's all you can ask for from him at this point now he led a comeback victory last week against the Detroit Lions he led another comeback victory right the previous week against the Green Bay Packers so he has to be a little bit more than a game manager if he's leading comeback victories so I I think he deserves a little bit more respect that he's getting but is he an upper echelon quarterback? No, but there's not too many upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFL. For sure. NFL insider from USA Today. That is Tyler Dragon. Follow him on Twitter X at the Tyler Dragon. Okay, real quick. I know you're a journalist. You're on the fence. You cover the story. Who do you like in this game, though, Tyler? So I'm on record already. Uh, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs there he to is. win 23 to 20. Uh, but I think it's going to be a close Super Bowl. However, I got uh, Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. The usual. Uh, Andy Reid and Chiefs. <laughs> That's right. The <laughs> usual group. That'll do it. I'm with you. I'm on that Chiefs bandwagon as well. I think, Mate, you're on the other side. Hey, one thing about Tyler Dragon here, folks. Former NCAA athlete at the uh, University of uh, California, Los Angeles, simply known as UCLA. So I've got to ask you a track and field question because you also cover that for the USA Today. Are you okay with that? 
Yeah, go go ahead. I love track and field. My first love. So you can ask me. <laughs> hey, and Mate, hey, don't try and get. Don't, you ain't racing him to the store either. Okay. No, 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 no. He'll no, wax no, you. No, right? no, 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 no. He will wax you. Okay, real quick. This past summer, I met Usain Bolt. He walked by my table at a Miami restaurant, and I said, "Hey, champ, how are you?" And he was, <laughs> "I did." Like, like I got chills. I got chills, man. I'm. He, I, I made a lot of great athletes through the years doing this gig, but. But he was something different, Tyler. I mean, he was something different. You know what I mean? Like, is he considered, my question is that, is he considered the most dominant track and field athlete of all time? And if not, where does he rank? Oh, man, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would say Usain Bolt and Jesse Owens are the two best track and field athletes ever. And uh, in, in recent memory, for sure, it's Usain Bolt, just his dominance at the Olympic level and the world championship level and the current uh, world record holder. I don't know yeah. if those records are going to be broken. Anytime soon. Them, right, right. Legally, right. legally, that is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, I enjoy it. Hey, you know what? Enjoy reading you and all the work that you do. Obviously, you can follow along on Twitter X at the Tyler Dragon. All your track and field needs right there at USA Today. All your NFL insider needs. That's right. One-stop right shop. There with Tyler Dragon. So appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again before this next season rolls around. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Good stuff from Tyler Dragon there. Do follow him again at on Twitter X at the Tyler Dragon. Don't forget you can download the Colts official podcast. Just find it on YouTube, Colts.com, Colts Mobile app, and the Colts Audio Network. Anywhere you download your podcast, it is there. When we come back, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding Patrick Mahomes' already legendary career so far. We're also going to debut this segment. I can't wait. It's simply called, come on, Casey, with our buddy Casey Vallier trying to blow us away with some stats and facts that we will not believe. Thanks again to Tyler Dragon. You are listening to The Last Word right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts. The Last Word from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Here with Matt Taylor, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is The Last Word, 93.5-1075, The Fan, every Friday night. Thanks to uh, everybody listening, and thanks to Pearl Jam. Good pull there, Matt. I like that's that. That's all you. No, that's all that's you, man. sad from the boys in PJ. We are brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. We're also brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts. Proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. We're going to stick with some quarterbacks on this one. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes in his sixth season as a starting quarterback in the NFL. This cat already has 14 playoff wins in six seasons. Only two quarterbacks in NFL history have more playoff wins than Mahomes. Who are they, Mate? Got to know uh, one's a gotta layup. Got to be Brady. There's one. Who's and the then, second? Uh, I'll say Peyton Manning. Oh, good pull, but it's Joe Montana. He has 16. Mahomes has 14. He's tied with Peyton Manning at the 14 with Elway. He's already tied with Peyton Manning. He's already tied with Manning through wow. six seasons. How about that playoff victory? He's a walk-in Hall of Famer if he if it ended you know, a week from this Sunday, that kid's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, think about it. Six years, six AFC West titles, six AFC championship game appearances, Four Super Bowl appearances, and he's not yet 30 years old. How about that? Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, think also, might have his own wing there. 
I mean, absolutely. I mean, think about it. He could play for 20 years. I right. mean, Brady played for, what, 22, for sure, 23 for sure. years? He's only played six. Some of the GOATs are still playing, like, right now. Like, Mahomes could end up to be the GOAT. Kelsey could be the GOAT. Gronkowski, who we saw, play, the GOAT. The greatest yeah. to ever play the position this is no doubt. are right in front of our eyes. You're okay. in a golden era of quarterbacks. Let's again. close out this thing with our buddy Casey Vallier. This is a segment we call, come on, Casey. What are you talking about? What the what you talking about, Will? You're talking to me? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Who cares? All right. What we're going to do here is Casey Valley is going to try to blow us away with an obscure stat or a fact. All right? <laughs> That's why we're calling it. Come on, Casey. Come on, Casey. Hey, how are you, bud? Well, I'm doing good, You're Jeffrey. Doing good? There's multiple reasons I brought up this one. There are three players in NFL history that have receptions in the NFL over the age of 40. <laughs> okay. I like this. Only three. Now, one of them you just mentioned, who you would have never thought has a reception, but Tom Brady is one of those guys. So you need two? You need two more. I got it. Okay. Jerry Rice and James Lofton. Wrong. Oh, God, you're wow. right on Come Jerry on, Rice. Casey. I was going to say Jerry right, Rice, too. You're right on Jerry. Now, think about the first guy I gave you. Tom As Brady? He, okay. So, Tom Brady and this fellow position quarterback had a catch over 40. So it's, it's uh, Brett Favre. So the, the th- there's only three players in NFL history that have had a reception over the age of 40. Wow. Jerry Rice, and Tom Brady, and Brett Favre. <laughs> and only one, of, only one. And the reason I bring that up. Come on, Casey. The reason I bring that up is you've got Tom Brady <laughs> replacing uh, Greg Olson in the booth there with Burkhart. And then also, Senior Bowl this week, Jerry Rice's son participating oh, in the Senior right. Bowl. and will be drafted wow. this year. Well done, but come on, There Casey. you go. Come there on, you go. Casey. Not bad, kid. Not bad. All right, we appreciate it. Last word, 93.5-1075, the fan, <laughs> Matt Taylor. A big thanks to uh, to Tyler Dragon today. A big thanks to our friend Casey Valier. Coming up next right here, get this, Kings at the Pacers. They're going to try to slow down Peja Stojakovic and Vlade Divac tonight. Peja Stojakovic and Vlade Divac coming in. Hey, Matt, that was fun. I appreciate Peja it. Peja Stojakovic. Yes. Take us out, Mark. <laughs> the NBA on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan, brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol.